Hey, hey, Real Talk listeners. So we have our final episode happening right now. Listen in right now. This is what we're doing. We're talking about building relationships. We're tying up our series. Gosh, this rant is just going on and on, Michelle. We literally are closing up with building relationships and why this is so huge. And let me tell you, when we see things like we started off our series with that politician that made a racial comment and didn't lose their positions. And we see things that happen where CEOs or executives at organizations say things and they do lose their positions. I think, Michelle, there was um, an executive, gosh, at an organization, I think he was like a chief revenue officer for like, I don't even know, Alteryx or something, made a comment and then lost his job about it. Was super amazing to me to like see that transpire because Yes, I think at the end of the day, not only did they feel bad about it and did they get bad PR from their employees, but actually that probably didn't necessarily go hashtag public, but somebody in HR was like, man, CEO, you're going to have to let this chief revenue officer go. Like as much as they may be doing great for the organization, this was a bad move. And so we talked a little bit about in our last podcast about how you need to find an HR business partner. But you also need to build relationships to know what's important to the people in your organization, to know what's important to your constituents. And I'm going to get off my soapbox here in a minute and let Michelle also talk about this because I think it's super critical. But like people, I'm just like, when you need to realize like everybody has different mindsets and you're not talking to a group of your buddies where you guys, you may surround yourself with like-minded individuals with your same political views or your same racial views or interracial views or racist views, whatever it is that you're talking about with your buddies uh, in your backyard at a barbecue, right? You need to understand you're surrounding yourself with a group of individuals that have a multitude of different ideas. And whether you make a comment one way or another, it's going to make an impact. But I think it's super critical for leaders to understand that, you know, if you're in government or a politician, it's not just walking up and, you know, Michelle, you see it all the time. And you'll watch when someone's campaigning for, you know, their 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 trail to, you know, become whatever it is. And they go in and they like you hear the music and then, you know, they start shaking hands and maybe they'll talk to somebody or someone will actually share their story like, oh, my gosh, like my son or daughter just passed away from the military veteran, blah, 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 or whatever the case may be. And then they'll leverage that through the campaign uh, or that, you know, that speech throughout that day as if they just had a quick conversation with someone. Or you see executives like CEOs who just walk around and wave and shake hands and say hello to people and like chat with them for like 10 seconds. But is it memorable? Are they building relationships? Michelle, let's talk through this. I cannot tell you. There's a reason that people joke about (laughs) kissing babies and shaking hands because it becomes more a see my face than uh, developing or building relationships. And not only is it critical with your HR partner that you have developed solid, strong relationships, but like Maria said, we need to understand the greater picture. You said so much, (laughs) and I wanted to go on so many different soapboxes, like uh, when you were talking about with your buddies and your opinions. So first of all, guys, here's the deal. When it comes to work, 
We can't just agree to disagree about humanitarian issues, okay? Can't do it. We will not agree to disagree about humanitarian issues. Can we agree to disagree on whether or not this topic or that topic is the most important in a political election? Sure. With that, that's an agree to disagree. Can we agree to disagree on what flavor of ice cream is better? That's an agree to disagree. But we can't just, as a society, agree to disagree when you are out of line. You've got to understand the impact that that has on people around you, on the people that support you, that love you in your personal lives or the people that take care of your business in your professional lives. So building relationships, you know what, at work, it can be tough because you don't always have the easy small talk things in common. Like, I think this is how I know I hate small talk. I cannot stand going into a work meeting where we spend the first 10 minutes talking about a freaking football game like it's not even that I follow or do not follow football it's just such a cop-out small talk thing that doesn't allow you to get past that handshake to really understand what matters to people so some of the things that are I think critical when it comes to developing relationships with people one is you've got to get a little more personal whether that is with an individual or a group of people you've got to be willing to talk about things that matter to folks Uh, you need to be authentic and you need to be able to show some vulnerability i actually worked with a leader who was really really good at getting other people to demonstrate authenticity and vulnerability and talking about their personal aspects of their life. But that person never reciprocated by sharing anything in return. And what's interesting is that'll work for you for a little bit in a conversation. It'll be like, wow, they seem really interested. They talked to me about X, Y, and Z. But after a few conversations, what it starts to feel like is they're just gathering ammo or they're just distracting you and not participating in the conversation. So be willing to get personal. I think, I don't think, I actually know that this is one of the reasons that HR becomes a great resource for people is because people feel comfortable talking to their HR person. Typically, people that take on a role in human resources are very insightful. So they're good at reading the environment. They're good at understanding even the hidden underlying story that doesn't always come to the surface in a meeting. And that helps your HR person give you better direction or better guidance. One specific situation that I'm going to refer to, and it was a pandemic situation, and I know it was new, and things were very weird at the beginning of last year. Everybody was trying to figure it out. It was definitely 
the level of this is something that most people in the workforce have not experienced. And I remember advising someone in an organization that they needed to be upfront about what they could. And I recommended that this is how you say, here's what we can say. Um, We need to be upfront about what we can. We need to make sure they understand what's going on. There is going to be a problem if we don't. And I remember being asked, why would there be a problem? We don't have to tell them anything. And I said, people are scared. Whether the hype is true or not, there's still people out there that say coronavirus is fake. I don't care what side of this you fall on. I do not care. What I do know is that the news media created intense fear around this situation. Intense fear, okay? So what I knew without question was the minute we told them multiple people they worked with had tested positive and it was the first time that they were hearing it. It wasn't a year later where they've gotten a little bit more used to it. It was the very first announcement. I knew there was going to be problems. At very minimum, my leader should have expected tough questions like what the heck are you doing about it to keep us safe? We had that conversation and the leader squished me and said, no, want to know what happened two weeks later? 65% of the workforce called out for three straight weeks. Listen to your HR person. These things frustrate me because there are things we could have said. In fact, I remember when we had to close one of our first locations, it was the first time we were closing it. But at this point, my team and I have been dealing with this pandemic for almost six months. It was just the first time this particular location had been impacted dramatically enough that we needed to shut down and do a thorough cleaning of the facility. So I was prepared. And at this point, I was handling a different level of confidence as well. And I wasn't asking for permission to do stuff. I was just doing it. And I remember someone in the group when I told them that there would be no more shifts for the next 24 hours. We were going to clean the entire facility, all aspects of the facility. It was an external organization that came in to sanitize. We were following all Department of Health regulations as it relates to shutting down and sanitizing. And one of the employees said, would you come back Monday morning? And I said, I'll be here to say hello to you Monday morning. And she said, how can you be that confident? And I said, because let me tell you what we're going to do. Monday morning, this is going to be the cleanest place on the planet because of what we do. I'll come back Tuesday. I'll come back Wednesday because here are the things that our teams are doing to keep you guys safe and clean. And I listed the fact that they were going around the entire plant every hour to clean. I told them the truth that I could without telling them the things that I am 
ask not to, like disclosing the names of people who were impacted, right? And just like that, Monday morning, no one called out sick, not one sick person. So those are the things that your HR team understands about your workforce that you're not leveraging if you don't listen to us. Maria, one of the articles, I told you this and you were like, you've got to be kidding. Um, One of the articles that I read about a bad HR mistake or a bad uh, C-suite mistake, it actually said in the article that the um, executive, the executive said the HR team advised him not to do it. He chose to do it anyway. Maria told you guys at the beginning of this series, we advise. That's what we do. We advise equipped with knowledge of the consequences of your behavior. So if we come to you and say silence in a situation like this could come across as blank, we're giving you that information so that you can make the best decision for the greater good of your organization and ultimately your success because guess what you're gonna be unemployed if your business fails um so sorry i went on my soapbox i'm gonna shut up now maria because i don't no, even I know think, if we're on you know, michelle you bring up a good point and i think we both kind of just got on our soapboxes right but i think at the end of the day you know building relationships is the most important critical component of it all as you achieve any level of status um, within an organization, within a government, within any sort of role, right? As you're growing, you need to build those relationships. They're going to be your allies. They're going to be people that are on your side. You know, there's, it frustrates me because this is a downfall, but it's not for everybody. And so I want to be clear, like we talk about this a lot. We talk about areas of opportunity to develop, and but we also like to highlight what really goes well in organizations. Like this is what people do well. And I think, you know, we've highlighted some of those examples in every series that we've had, but we can't learn and make changes and improvements if we don't also call out the areas of opportunities. And so I will say, though, most leaders do well with this. Otherwise, you would just be seeing like PR nightmares on hashtag, uh, you know, any sort of uh, Twitter account or whatever it may be from a social media perspective. If every executive and every politician was just like mind blowingly absurd in their comments. However, you know, there are a select few that just it, it happens and it gets called out in the media, whether it's like monthly, weekly, quarterly, something happens and it transpires. And I think It's happened more so in this last year because even when you don't say something at all, it makes a statement. And we talked about this during the recent, most recent Black Lives Matter movement, right, where um, there were a number of companies like Starbucks that came out and just said something, you know, just a number of companies that do this really well and a number of companies that help support diversity, equity and inclusion in an organization. And they do it. Whether or not that actual CEO truly believes in that stance and is using and leveraging a really good PR person or, or comps person in their organization or HR individual, we'll never know, right? The world will never know. However, you need to build your relationships to see what's important to your teams. And if you have 
you know, diverse team members, you need to make sure you understand that aspect is truly important. Like silence is a, is a statement. And so it's really critical that individuals come out. But I think there's at some point too, it's like how many statements are you going to constantly make? Because every month there's something going on in the world. And so I think it's also too, how do you address it in some sort of matter, whether it's a, it's a press conference or it's a town hall in your organization, making sure you just take a moment to reflect on what's transpiring in the world, like a moment in history, right? Like what's what's happened? What is this month like? You know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month or, you know, Black History Month, uh, you know, in February and things like that. Right. So I think you take a moment to reflect of what's transpiring, you know, during the month and talk through it. Right. Like there is a you know, like we, we've had a number of protests happening in a movement of Black Lives Matter. Now, it happens year after year. And, you know, this year feels like there's been more movement and um development in this area, which is fantastic. And we heard a lot about some of our speakers talk about that during our DEI discussions. Um, but like I also see like so many leaders didn't make mention or reference towards the Asian hate that's transpiring as a result of the pandemic and a number of things. And I feel like a lot of organizations went silent on that, but you know, it's it's a, it's an important part, especially if you have a large Asian community or team members, um, you know, within your organization. And so you need to be very mindful of what's going on in the world and how employees are feeling. And just sometimes pub- publicly addressing it isn't always necessary. But like, you know, it's interesting. One of my peers, um, she was having an interview with um, an organization tied to Google. And one of the leaders just said, hey, you know, because she's she's part of the Asian community, the, the leader stopped the, kind of the interview at some point. It was just like, hey, I just want to like, I, I know we're in the middle of an interview, but how are you doing? Like, and she goes, oh, I'm good. And he's like, no, no, no. How are you doing? Like, I know that there's a lot going on within the Asian community right now. Like, how how do you feel? How are you being supported? And it was almost like that part that the light bulb went off, like, holy crap, like this organization gives a damn, you know what I mean? And immediately built that relationship and that level of trust so that when she goes in that organization, she's immediately going to feel supported. She's going to immediately have that trust. Those are some things you can connect with, right? And it doesn't involve a person bringing it up to you. It involves you as a leader, as an HR business partner, as a person, as a human being, going up and having these conversations that are truly meaningful and not surface level. And I want to say this again, a lot of people do this well. And that's why I'm giving you an example of someone recently as a leader interviewing that did this really well to create and build that immediate trust. And so it happens out there. So, you know, just tuning in, this is a critical component don't just walk around and, you know, as Michelle said, what is it? Kissing babies and shaking hands or something like that. Babies like, and don't shaking have, hands. <laughs> don't have it be surface level. Right, Michelle? Absolutely. The, and that's really understanding from someone else's perspective. I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to find out who this is because I'm and give her credit. But I forgot at this very moment. So we're screwed, I guess. It is not mine. It was someone else's definition or explanation of sympathy, empathy, and compassion. What we're saying is that you 
have to find elements of compassion if you are going to be successful at building relationships and understanding what's going on. So the way that she described it, she said, sympathy was understanding how someone feels. Empathy is feeling the way someone feels. Compassion is understanding why someone might feel that way and offering support through the process. And so those are the things. I remember telling a group of leaders once, and I wish I could take it back. A lot of things are said in my life I wish I could take back. And this is one of them where they were asking, you can't, they were all internally promoted. And they were like, you know, it's going to be really hard because I can't be friends with my employees. And I said, no, you can't be friends with your employees. And then later in life, I found a better way of explaining it where I, I explained, you might not be the person who can have a kind of relationship where you're going to the bar with your employees every week, right? Because you may not be able to have that level of distinction. But we've got to talk about the big R word. We've got to talk about the word relationship. Relationship and investment in other human beings doesn't happen until you invest in the human being. So uh, we always called it the big R because we would always say the word relationship and people would be like, I'm not in a relationship with these people. Well, you should be. Again, maybe not hanging out at the bar every night, talking smack about your job, but you've got to be in a relationship that includes an investment in the other person. Totally. I agree. I think that's that's a that's a big pointer for want to take away. So for all of you listening, we got on our soapboxes, we got on our rant, we shared stories with you, we shared a book option for you in the first 90 days. I think you should read it, buy it. Try to reach out to Michelle for some cliff notes if uh, you don't have any of those options. (laughs) But I think it's critical for us to close out this series saying we are all part of the solution of moving towards like those relationships and building better relationships. No matter what role you're in, at some point, we are all part of the solution. Let's not be part of the problem. So tune in, listeners. We are going to continue our future series uh, to come, but we'll constantly be talking about similar topics. You'll notice that we're constantly driving and drilling into a lot of you listening for purposes of whatever you're listening for. You may be listening because you're in HR. You may be listening because you are an executive. You may be listening because you are guiding yourself to self-help. You may be listening because you're Michelle, you know, and you want to listen. So, <laughs> so wait, before you say goodbye, Maria, hold on, because I love your closes. I just wanted to give her credit. Her name is Susan David. Uh, she's a PhD. She wrote a book called Emotional Agility. So sorry, I knew I had her somewhere. And another book for us to listen to or like listen to if you have audio or read. So grab it. We have a lot of experts to come in our future series. Tune in, listen in, continue driving your passion and engagement. You rock. You got this. You can do it. Be awesome. Until next time, listeners, take care. Bye.